snippets of timeless classics with ramblings on everything bookish, Ink and Quill connects you with literature, culture and writers in China and around the globe. Discovering literature and the following stories behind your favorite authors. This is Ink and Quill. I'm your host, Yang Yong. It's that time of the year again. A time when loved ones reunite and our taste buds become spoiled by hearty, homey food, while everywhere is clad in hues and fervor. As people enjoy the festive gaiety worldwide, there are times when we want to shake off the frolic and keep to ourselves. So why not lay back, pour yourself a cup of tea, and enjoy some good readings? In today's program, our reporters will share with you some of the book picks of the year. Let's hear them out. Hello, this is Book Chat. I'm Shiyu, and I'm Doris. Well, the first thing we need to address on today's show is Happy New Year, everyone. Yes, and have a wonderful year ahead of yourselves. Well, it's so sad we have to bid farewell to 2016. I mean, it's a great pleasure for me that I get to spend my days reading, but it is also my great frustration that we haven't covered a lot of terrific and horrible things in books over this year. Yes. So today we're going to cover. Our favorite books and our least favorite books. <laughs> <laughs> well, Doris, have you heard about Liu Cixin's most famous three-body problem trilogy? Of course, the award-winning series. For me, you know, Liu Cixin, his three-body problem has been published for quite a while, but I had never got my hands on this trilogy because I think it covers something quite classic. You know, alien invade the Earth and people on this planet try to fight back. But after watching his stage drama, I think he's really good. Like a lot of Western media recommend the first instrument of Three Body Problem, but for me, the second one is a real kicker. I heard about、uh, Liu Cixin winning the Hugo Prize, but I've never got around to reading any of his books. Well, the second one is called The Dark Forest, so it's quite a troubling story. I mean, usually when we read science fiction, you can sense something really positive、mm-hmm. about how humanity、mm-hmm. tried to define the law of universe. But Dark Forest, it's just like the title suggests; it's very dark. Oh yeah, you have this overwhelming tension that you know every single human being on this planet will perish first our spirit and then our body. So it's a really twisted story. Not、it's、that classic. It's kind of depressing. I can see why people criticize it because if you cross someone's spirit and you cross someone's mind and body, there's no hope in it. Even though the male protagonist in this book,、mm-hmm. he's not very likable. Just like me, he's a nihilist. He, he <laughs> believes that everyone will die. So why do you、oh, care?、Dear. But you can see, even though in the darkness, there's still the bright side of humanity. I know a lot of people think we should give credit to Ken Liu, the translator of、uh-huh. the trilogy. He's an award-winning sci-fi writer in his own right. But I think the rhymes, narratives, and dialogue of、mm-hmm. Liu Cixin himself is unique. All right, so a very good book and a very good translation. Yeah, Doris, how about you? I know you like science fiction as well. Yes,、yeah, so my first suggestion is also a sci-fi book, although it's a bit dated.、Mm-hmm. It was published in nineteen fifty-three, so、What? it's like 
more than six years back. It's called、um, Fahrenheit 451 by the author Ray Bradbury. The book describes a dystopian society where the books are outlawed and firemen could like burn any books that they find, and they don't just burn the books. They also burn the possessions of、yeah. the families who harbor these books, and I think in some cases they also burn the family members yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, first of all, the author got the inspiration for this book after reading about how the Nazis during the World War Two、mm. they also burned books. Yeah, and also in the Soviet Union during the Great Purge, books are burned as well. Yeah. So to a lot of people, whether modern or whether you lived a long time ago,、mm-hmm. um, books are a source of knowledge. Yeah. So by burning these books, you sort of burns away the power for people to learn and gain knowledge. Therefore, people in power would be able to control these people. Yeah. When I first read it, I read it when I was in、uh, middle school. It sort of like、uh, got me into reading books actually because I yeah. Mean, Like I don't want that to be taken away from me. Therefore, this book is pretty important to me. And for you, it's a life-changing book. Yeah, yeah. of course. Well, you're talking about Nazi. You're talking about the writer himself was actually inspired by real event. Yeah, it makes me wondering. Like、uh, this year, when the Nobel Peace Prize winner Elie Wiesel passed away,、mm-hmm. we recommend his book Night. Yes, it's really so wretching. It recounts his experience in the concentration camp.、Mm-hmm. You know, since we come to this topic, I was wondering: Have you heard about this book written by Italian writer Primo Levi? It's called a periodic table. Have you ever heard about it? No, tell me about it. Well, it, it is fascinating. Yeah, I mean, is this he, a science book? It sounds kind of science. It, it, it's very、yeah. interesting because. It's a collection of short story, and、mm-hmm. each story is named after one element from the periodic table in chemistry. Interesting. So it recounts actually in really clear, precise term, but still、mm-hmm. it shows the story of his Jewish community, where he come from, his years as a student, as a young chemist, at the inception of the Second World War,、mm-hmm. and his investigation into the nature of the material world. In 2006,、mm-hmm. like the Royal Institution of Great Britain named it the best science book ever. Wow! It's not all about science. It's celebrate love, friendship, and the search for meaning. And it also tell you how Holocaust infect people in Italy.、Uh. But because Levy wrote a lot of book afterwards, so this book is not considered as his masterpiece. But For me, it's just so touching because it doesn't contain that kind of emotional outburst、mm-hmm. like Elie Wiesel once <clears throat> did. It's so calm; it makes you cry. Maybe it's because we always hear these Jewish stories, these Holocaust stories from either Germany or Poland. Yeah, and a book like this from an Italian perspective is、yeah. something fresh. I'll say it's mind-boggling. How he analyzes everything and reduces things to basic elements、mm-hmm. is just really refreshing. It's not a typical Holocaust literature, I would say. Yeah. Well, speaking of times of struggles, I got a book for you. There's What is a. It? It's called the Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead. It's fairly new. It was just、yeah. published this year, and it was actually recommended by Obama for summer reading.、Mm-hmm. And it was also a part of the Oprah Book Club. 
the book is set in 1862, actually. So it's about、um, two slaves in Georgia、mm-hmm. who are trying to escape their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're taken by the Underground Railroad to South Carolina, I believe. After finding what initially seems like a haven for them, but、uh, they're also like being hunted by slave capturers, and、uh, yeah. so and it basically tells their stories about their journey to seek true freedom for themselves. So, do they find the freedom? You have to read the books to、oh, find、okay. out. <laughs> I can't spoil it for you, but it's certainly like an interesting narrative about that period in time. I know there are a lot of、uh, stories about that period, but this kind of like recreates the terrors for you know the black slaves during that pre-Civil War era. Yeah, I read like a lot of book recommendation of this year,、mm. and I think a lot of book critics said this one is really good, even though it's talk. Part about American history, it shows just like Holocaust.、Yeah. It shows something universal to everyone. Yeah. yeah, and also when we think about like the Underground Railroad in America, especially, it's actually not really a railroad. It's actually a series of houses that belongs to people who doesn't believe in slavery. They're abolitionists,、mm-hmm. and in the book, it actually lets you know where the. Phrase Underground Railroad came from. Really so it's actually referring to a real railway. Wow. Well, so far we have recommend something really heavy, a little bit serious,、mm-hmm. big subject. Now I'm going to recommend something lighthearted. It's called Why Do Men Have Nipples?、Oh. Hundreds of questions you'd only ask a doctor after your third martini. Oh、I know it's such、my. a long title. Sorry about that, but that's a question I've always wondered. Why do men have nipples?、What's、you will find out. <laughs> We have so many urban legends, old nannies saying about our、uh-huh. body, but we always too shy to ask them. So、uh, yeah. we got some old wives' tales, like can lip balm be addicted, and why old ladies grow beards, and <laughs> why do I get a killer headache when I suck down my milkshake too fast? Is it something? That is true. Yeah, it's so interesting. And it's not just milkshake; it's also when you eat ice cream too fast. And、it's called brain freeze. It's not like a headache. And a lot of people complain this book is stuck with interesting questions,、uh-huh. but quite boring、mm-hmm. answers. Yeah. Because well, this is、uh, compiled by two people. One is Bill Goldberg. He's a New York-based emergency physician. Another is Mark Liner. He's you know award-winning author. Ah.、Uh. So. So medicine and writing, a perfect combination, yeah, a humorous one. And for me, I really enjoy the answers. I just have one regret because I just hope Goldberg could dig deeper into the science or explain them more clearly. But、yeah. anyway, it's entertaining and <laughs> informative, and it's lighthearted enough. You can open it、yes. whenever you want. And it's also a nonfiction book. You usually think nonfiction books, you know, they're boring. Yeah, they're、exactly. filled with information. I'm not interested in. But this is actually interesting. I would. 
you know, be happy to pick up a book like this. So anyway, now since we talked about nonfiction, let's talk about some fiction books. One of the genres that I really love is、mm-hmm. fantasy. Oh yeah. So and one of the earliest fantasy book I've ever read, I think, is The Hobbit by、oh. J.R.R. Tolkien. I like The Hobbit over、um, his later books, The Lord of the Rings series,、really? because The Hobbit is lighter. It's、yeah. an adventure, and it's all before J.R.R. Tolkien got mixed up with like talking about good versus evil,、oh, yeah. talking about you know themes like love and friendship. I prefer this book because it's about a hobbit. He's a homebody. He doesn't like to travel, but yet he has this great adventure after he was like called upon by a wizard and、uh, several dwarves. And these dwarves, you know, when you think about. Dwarves. The first thing that usually comes to mind is Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. <laughs> and the Seven Dwarves all have the same personalities, the same hats, and everything. But、yeah. these dwarves are actually very unique. Tolkien actually described them in really vivid detail that you can see、mm-hmm. what they look like. That's one of the things that I love about Tolkien is、mm-hmm. because he describes everything so vividly. Yeah, like the color of the grass, how the cloud floats. Up in the sky. Yeah, he <laughs> so, had the knack for、yeah. details.、Uh, I really like about it. But do you prefer the book or the movies? Oh, I love the book so much more. I think they added that story with Legolas and、uh, a little bit this, too like, much. She elf is like I don't like that part of the story. I want to Legolas to stay in the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I don't want him to be in the Hobbit. The Hobbit is the Hobbit. There's very few mention of、uh, the elves. I、yeah. like the dwarves and Bilbo,、yeah. you know, by themselves instead of having this love story between the elves intertwined with it. <laughs> and Hobbit is a classic children's book. Yeah, and I think in the movies they made it too mature. Yeah, exactly. So children under maybe twelve couldn't go in and watch it. Yeah, that's the reason why I have another book to recommend to our listeners because if you want to. Well, find something for your kids. I think Neil Gaiman,、mm-hmm. he's the best, and I'll recommend his picture book, Wolves in the Walls. Oh, so because when we were kids, we remember, you know, creepy creatures inside our house. I always thought there was like a boogie monster living in my closet. Yeah, and his story is basically talk about this little girl called Lucy, and.、Mm-hmm. Just like everyone said, if the wolves come out of the walls, it's all over. But her family doesn't believe her, and one day the wolves comes out. Oh! And her battle with the wolves is only the beginning. You know about Gaiman? Gaiman is—he、mm. has this creepy imagination, and he has. I wouldn't this- say he's creepy. I would say he's very creative. And he's a little bit gothic, yeah, like a modern gothic writer.、Uh-huh. Yeah, for me, I, I think this one is a perfect experience for twenty first century child. It's visually, emotionally sophisticated. As long as they are around like fourth grade, I think this is a perfect book. Yeah, the thing I like about Gaiman is he is able to explain very complex themes and plots in very simple ways that、yeah. kids can understand. I remember reading a book by Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. That's like explains you know friendship、yeah. and also like explains um death、yeah. in a way that's、uh, understandable and appropriate for small children because he explains it in a very metaphorical way. Yeah, yeah. 
he's the kind of writer、mm-hmm. who dares to touch on some I don't know heavy topics for children.、Mm-hmm. Usually, we don't talk about deaths to、yeah. children, but he does it all、mm-hmm. the time. But he makes it so understandable, and it makes children brave. That's、yeah. the reason why I like him. All right. Speaking of bravery, the next book that I'm going to recommend is called the Poisonwood Bible by Barbara Kingsolver. It's about a family of a Southern Baptist、uh, minister、mm-hmm. who went to Africa on a missionary trip during the 1950s, early 1960s,、mm-hmm. and、uh, they went to a village where they were supposed to preach Christianity.、Uh, it's about the things, the conflicts that they encounter while they're preaching to the villagers, and the book actually takes place in a span of probably about like 20 or. Thirty years. Wow! Because well, they're not in the Congo like throughout all thirty years. It's、mm-hmm. like they go back to America. Unfortunately, one of the kids dies. I'm not going to say、oh, who,、okay. but、okay. you have to read a book about it. And they come back and revisit the Congo twenty years later, and、uh, it's a whole different place.、Mm-hmm. So you see how these children. Grow and change, and maybe some of them don't change so much. You see how the environment, you know, what's like happening around them changes them as well. Yeah. So it's kind of like a coming of age story. Coming of the age story is one of the typical theme in、yeah. today's literature. Yeah, but this is a very unique. Shiri and Doris compiled a list of books that they fall in love with in 2016. Hope their favorites could also brighten up your holiday season. But is there anything that they regret reading? Let's find out after this short break. How to adapt a thriller into a movie? What is your favorite toilet reading? And when to give up on paperback? Want to know the answers? Join our discussion about all the trendiest topics on Ink and Quill. We have recommended several books to our listeners. This year, we still have some books that really disappoint us as well. Uh huh. Number one is Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Oh、uh. yes, we've talked about it on the show before. It's not written by J.K. Rowling, although I think she did have some sort of.、Image. She was one of the three producers of the drama. Yeah,、so. yeah. It was mostly written by Jack Thorne, I、yeah. believe. He made the mistake of making the story too much about like friendship and bromance. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just a no,、yeah. a big fat no to anyone. Yeah, one of the books that really disappointed me and disappointed everybody else. Well, I would I shouldn't say everybody else disappointed most people is, is Twilight. Oh my yes, god! Yes, the worst book that everybody loved to hate. Apologize yes, to those trees. I'm sorry. Their lives for this. We're、book. very sorry, but you know, Twilight actually. Reminds me of another book that's really really interesting, but this one is a really good book. Have you ever heard of Tuck Everlasting? No. It's similar to Twilight. There's also a family that's immortal、mm-hmm. because they drank the water from the fountain of youth, so、okay. they stay the age they are, and they encounter a girl who falls in love with the son in the family.、Mm-hmm. So kind of like. Twilight at the beginning, right?、The、yeah, like encounters a girl, but for some reason, the boy tells the girl the secret about like the water from the fountain of youth. He asks her to drink it,、mm-hmm. and he 
told her you'll stay young forever, just like me, so we can be together forever. Oh my god, kind of like that. But the difference between this book and Twilight is. The girl chose to stay as she is. She、mm. didn't drink the water, so、yeah. I really admire her for choosing to live a normal life. Well, talking about making a choice, it's kind of remind me another book I read this year is written by Japanese、mm. novelist Haruki Murakami. It's a short story collection、mm-hmm. called Men Without Women.、Like、Haruki Murakami is a long time contender for Nobel Literature yes, Prize. Yes, he should get it, and eventually.、Uh, well. I'll talk about it later because his latest short story collection, "Men Without Women," is something so different. In his early short stories, he always emphasizes about frustration, loss, and anxiety among young people, and those characters always remain positive、mm-hmm. while they're losing something important in their life. But "Men Without Women." It's all about middle-aged men who's suffering a bad relationship <laughs> and trying to maintain dignity, self-respect in the face of great loss. They done nothing but letting go. So for me, I really want to smack these characters and say, "You are so pathetic, like man up." Very interesting. Okay, speaking of young adults,、mm-hmm. I got a book that's really disappointing. <laughs> It's、Which、called.、One? Dork Diaries: Tales from a Not So Talented Pop Star.、Uh, yes, just imagine the title. It sounds boring, right? The title sounds like a turf. Yeah, the reason that I'm kind of disappointed in this book series is because it's trying to copy the Diary of a Wimpy Kid,、uh, yeah. and plot lines are terrible. Just imagine a not so talented pop star.、Uh. It's like a young girl. Pop star wannabe, it, so cliche. Yeah, it's yeah. very cliche. It's not good at all. Don't let your kids read these kind of books. Yeah, like pop star. They will star. end up very disappointed when they grow up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, everything related to celebrity or written by celebrity authors and relatives for me, they're the big no. Well, let's focus on some serious literature. There's an assassination of Margaret Thatcher. Oh, she didn't get assassinated, did she? This is just the title of Hilary Mantel's short story collection. I thought Hilary Mantel was a good author. She is a two-time Man Book Prize winner. I really like Tudor Saga. You know,、mm-hmm. Walpole and Bring Up the Bodies, but this short story selection it just doesn't live up to the hype, and it lacks the depth. Something that just skips the surface of the water. So I just feel like some writers, when they produce collections, they just being lazy. They want to, you know, regain their old time glory, just like Chinese TV personality Bai Yanxiong. Oh, his book Bai Talks, all translated into Chinese by Shuo, is terrible. It's just a loose collection of his lectures and public speeches. So yeah, so it's I'm just so disappointed. Random writing by him. Yeah. yeah.、Oh. Speaking earlier about celebrities,、oh. I have to go back to that topic because the next books that I'm going to talk about. Is a very very dangerous book. Wow! Do not let your kids near it. It brings no knowledge, no satisfaction to lead your reading whatsoever. It's a book about Justin Bieber. Goodness! Yes, it's called Justin Bieber: First Step to Forever. It rhymes. Yeah, but I don't know whether it's written by him or someone else. Ghost writer. Yeah. Yes. So, listeners. Be careful about nonfiction, memoir, and collection. To be honest, I've never read a 
biography that's really interesting because they can't be subjective. The, yes, I mean when you're talking about yourself, you just can't help yourself showing off. Usually, if I want to know a life story of someone, I'll read something written by someone else. Especially need to read it after the death of this famous person, you know, in fifty yeah, years, sure. years or thirty years. So be careful. What we just said is be selective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a good suggestion. So we say goodbye to twenty sixteen, and hopefully, like twenty seventeen, we'll have some more interesting topic to cover. And hopefully, Murakami would win the <laughs> Nobel Literature Prize finally, <laughs> after so many years. Well, we'll wait and see. Shiri and Doris discussed some writings that they are loath to post to kudos. But how about you? Well, it's time to wrap up today's program. 2016 is behind us, but we can assure you that in the coming year, we will continue to challenge your literary wits and bring you more exciting stories. If you have any suggestion, you are always welcome to send an email to us. I N K. N D Q U I double L at QQ dot com, or follow our Facebook account China Plus. On the behalf of Ink and Quill team, I wish you all a happy New Year. I'm Yang Yong. See you next week. <laughs>